0: What is up, everybody? This is Keith Jamison. Go back get a guy at 231 across the DFS industry, and we're back for more EPL. Hope you all got in on some Champions League action this midweek. Some crazy slates, some huge names, different results than expected. So it was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to EPL, though. Although I will say, with a caveat, these are not my favorite type of EPL slates. I think I just much prefer when... Manchester City is off the slate and done at like 7:30, or they're the featured game afterwards. You know, we've we've termed the I think it was Blenderhead that uh, termed Manchester City roulette, or maybe it was Angelo. one of the guys that wrote a wire, but it's the it's the god honest truth with Manchester City, and we saw it midweek in Champions League. Like whatever you think you know, right? You see Kevin De Bruyne, you're like, oh yeah, definitely some share set pieces probably split with Riyad Mahrez no Jack Grealish takes over him De Bruyne still has a great game but you know an assist comes off the corner Grealish gets it it should have been KDB's you know in my head it should have been KDB's it's all this stuff just city stuff and then what makes the slate even tougher is you have an incredibly favored Liverpool too so you're sitting there and you're going all right I want to get city exposure but dear god like Liverpool is a huge favorite too and they're at home at Anfield like." There's a lot of options to go over. You're going to see that on the graphic as it comes up. You know, so many of these picks, especially the top end, are going to be those two teams. And that's kind to be how you attack the slate. And, you know, realistically, you're going to get to a position where you process-wise probably made a really, really good lineup that would win in a lot of slates. And if the goals don't fall your way, and there's going to be goals. You know, you might fall out of the cash. So. It'll be tough. I'm going to try to navigate you through, talk you through. I think this video and pod will be a little different than previous ones because I want to talk you through the process of the picks and the process of the thoughts more than the players themselves because both these teams just played. I'm recording this on Thursday. We had Manchester City play and, sorry, Manchester City and Liverpool play on Wednesday after playing the previous week too. So I think there's going to be some rotation in the lineup, so. All that being said, looking forward to going over them. But need you to like, subscribe, and comment if you're watching on YouTube at the Mayo Media Network. Get all the phenomenal content on this channel. Not only the soccer, which I think is the greatest DFS team in the world, but all the NFL that Pat and his team has planned. All the golf. Just the baseball is still going on. So much stuff. And if you want more, if the Mayo Media Network did not get you enough content, check out my site out at fsibfs.com. Um, and on Twitter, and on YouTube, you will see a longer version of my EPL thoughts and rambles for this wasn't enough. All right, let's get to, uh, oh, I shouldn't make note. If you're on pod, daily fantasy picks and mechs, picks and bets the mix, another awesome feed keeps my car drives entertaining on the daily. All right, let's get to the picks. Enough of my rambling, although if you've watched these before, there will be plenty more rambling, so just Strap in, let's go to it. All right, I'm gonna start at the top with Sadio Mane And I did not start with either Kevin De Bruyne or Mohamed Salah because my gut feeling is that we see both maybe get a rest. Um, Sadio Mane got the rest midweek, Mo Salah played. I think that Plop may reverse it. And actually, before I get to the picks, let me just go over the odds. I kind of alluded to them, but we got Liverpool hosting a pretty woeful Crystal Palace minus 468. That's a three and a quarter total. So, Liverpool, you know. Team total is about two and a half over under. Then you have Man City hosting Southampton, who they've kind of battered in the past. Southampton has gotten a few results in Southampton. This is at the Etihad. That's minus 627. The next biggest favorite in the slate is Arsenal going away to Burnley plus 108. So you have a huge drop-off, two and a quarter total. And then Norwich, Norwich is a slight favorite at home, plus 121. Really a must-win game for them versus Watford. That game could really. It's early in the season, but decide a lot of relegation. That's two and a quarter total. So, as you can see, just from the odds, you're going to spend your money on Liverpool and city pieces. So, let's go back to Saudi Amani at the top, especially if you don't see Salah. You know, Liverpool makes a guy like um, Oxley Chamberlain or Minamino over there on the right wing um, instead of, uh, of Salah. And that would take a lot of the gravity of the play to Mane in terms of attack Mane. And then if it's Yota in the middle, who I think that with Firmino out, they really can't replace what Diego Yota does. Um, I think that's what you'll see. Sadio Mane was really good, bad. He was good for DFS versus Leeds, bad for real life versus Leeds, because he probably should have had three goals with all the opportunities he got. Actually, it was like pressing so much towards the end of the game that there was a couple of times that he could have passed like a wide open Salah or wide open, I think it was Yota, And he still took the shot just to get it blocked. You know, he's really pressing with Salah Mane. Where's the number 10 for Liverpool? Super, super talented. We know, you know, he's been up there in the golden boot the last three seasons for Liverpool. Um, you know, Palace is just really going to struggle with Liverpool's getting impressed. And just, I think that Liverpool's going to get a ton of opportunities. Salah's going to have a few, I'm sorry, Mane's going to have a few. And if he converts, he's going to have a great game. And if he doesn't, the cool thing about Mane and why, you know, we kind of, at FSI for the longest time, have been more Mane over Salah because, Money actually does more floor stuff and always does. Sometimes if that price discrepancy gets too big, if it gets, you know, 1500 $2,000, you are still better off taking money. They're close, but I think money $10,000 uh, is a great play. Trent Alexander-Arnold, if in, I should caveat, we could see like a Nico Williams or like a James Milner in for Trent Alexander-Arnold who needs a break, but if in, I think from a cash perspective, Trent Alexander-Arnold has shown that he's one of the top five floor plays In the EPL, if not like all of DFS soccer, like it's unbelievable how much he crosses in open play, gets a share of set pieces, gets direct free kicks. And then we saw versus Milan, you know, does has no problem charging into the box to even try to get on the end of his own goals. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think in cash games, if in, is probably the first guy you click. You just know what you're locking in there. You're locking in 12 to 15 DK points, and then you still have clean sheet potential on top of it. Jack Grealish at 8,800, um, we actually saw him take corners over Kevin De Bruyne, so Jack Grealish we know does a ton in open play, draws a lot of fouls, doesn't mind taking guys on, and he's also going to get a share of corners for a minus 600 favorite, I think he has to strongly, strongly be considered, so Jack Grealish at 8,800 is on my short list, I'm going to skip Pepe, I'm going to come back to him, I'm gonna, I just want to finish out the Liverpool and City guys, and then give a small rant, So Gabriel Jesus went in. I think it's really important. If you see Farron Torres in as well, Farron Torres has been playing through the middle. as the number nine. Southampton is going to try to squeeze space. Um, That's what I've seen them do versus City in the past. Just really try to squeeze the lines and make City cross the ball. City, funny enough, does not like to cross the ball for headers. City wants to play methodically. They want to get to the bylines, cut balls back. that's the pep style, he wants passing on the ground to be how you beat teams. Whereas Southampton in the past has thrown so many guys behind the ball. They say, City beat us through the air. Well, if Gabriel Jesus is out wide, kind of like why I like Jack Relish, there's gonna be a lot of crossing opportunities. Gabriel Jesus is actually shown to be a hell of a right winger too, really taking guys on. Um, Looks better as a right winger, in my opinion, than he does as a striker, which, you know, has been what we've been told for what, three years since he signed for them to be Aguero's replacement, he would be. So I think in that situation, I would take Gabriel Jesus over Ferran Torres, I don't think you're giving up much goal equity and gaining a ton of floor and assist upside. So, 8,500 like Gabriel Jesus going back to Liverpool, Diego Yota at 8,300, I think is woefully mispriced. If it's just him plus money or him plus Salah, because again, it's that gravity thing. If you have Minamino or Oxalade over there, and I don't think it's Origi because Origi went off injured. I haven't seen health status updates, it's only been one day. We'll probably get those into the day Friday. but it's probably one of those two if Salah gets a rest, and it's just a big drop off in talent and experience and just comfort for Liverpool having one of those guys out there versus Yota and Mane. I think at 8300, we've seen Yota, even when he's playing through the middle, show a really awesome floor, shoots the ball a ton, um, draws fouls, creates opportunities, does a lot of the Firmino stuff, but kind of has been doing the Firmino stuff better. So, 8300, I really like Yota, I think that realistically you know he probably should be in that nine grand range um, at this point uh raheem sterling i'm predicting that he, at some point he might start over Grealish on the left might go out to the right could even play through the middle i didn't even think about that until just talking about it out loud but you actually could see jesus in the right they could they played they played sterling through the middle regardless you're getting sterling if you know he's in he's one of the front three so he's some version of attack and at this point, he is playing for his job. Like, I kind of like guys that are full of talent. We have seen full of abilities still, right? He was arguably England's most, you know, I, I hope I don't get my head shot for percentage, but probably England's best player in the Euros, at least scoring-wise, was their best player. And sub-8,000, we know the talent's there. He does not want to just lose the spot at City, despite it looking that way. Um, so 7,600, 600 favorite, I... I I would struggle to not click Raheem Sterling in my lineups. Bernardo Silva is the last one I want to give to you when he's been in has, has seen a share of corners and then versus Lester really played so much more expansively than we're used to seeing Bernardo Silva. A lot of times we see Bernardo Silva get into this range where he just has a lot of square passing and what we saw versus Lester, when Lester sat behind the ball, I kind of already talked about the tactics of Southampton and, um, Sorry, my dog threw me off, but we're, we're just going with it. But the, we, we, when we saw Lester squeeze City, Bernardo Silva finished with eight crosses and was not afraid to throw the ball in the box, get some set pieces as well. He's sub 7,000. You're still going to get some goal upside. And much like Sterling, Bernardo Silva, another City guy just playing for his life. City's just so loaded. You got Grealish, you got Mares, you got Ferran Torres, Gabriel Jesus. Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden. Like, you have all these guys, and you only have so many spots that they can play. So every time they get the opportunity, those guys are going to just be going all out to try to show Pep that they deserve that spot. They deserve to keep getting the playing time that, you know, arguably they're all getting paid a ton of money to do and want to make it onto their next contract. So I finished all, and then just one last player. Andrew Robertson, Andrew Robertson, like I mentioned, that Trinidad and could give way to like a Nico Williams or a James Milner. Trinidad or Andrew Robertson could give way to Kostas Tismikas, who definitely will take a share of corners. He's 6,000. But either way, the 6,400 Robertson or the 6,000 Tismikas to me is underpriced given just what we know about Liverpool fullbacks. They cross a ton, they take set pieces. And in a lot of ways, they're a floor of double digits even before the clean sheet. So at 6,000 or 6,400, I just think that's a slam dunk. So whoever's starting with left back for Liverpool, I'd go with. All right. I just spent, gave you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the 10 plays the Mayo Media Network gives me on my graphic for Liverpool and City. And here's just kind of my rant on the slate. Getting Liverpool and City right is going to be what matters. I'm going to talk about Nicolas Pepe in a second because he has a floor, because he's on what it seems like a monopoly of sets for Arsenal. All that being said, you could play him, okay? And let's say that Pepe hits his floor, okay? A floor game for Nico Pepe is probably 9, 10, 11, but you're paying 8,700 for it in a a two-and-a-quarter game where a goal may or may not come. They're telling us that, like, Arsenal might score one goal. So for Pepe to really get into the ceiling type of outcomes, the 15 plus outcomes that we need for him to be effective, we're really needing a goal or an assist. And we could risk it with a foreplay like him, or we can go to the Liverpool pieces who have or the city pieces that have floors, right? Like they're not the traditional set pace taking floors, but they're shots, they're foul drums, they're shots assisted. Still six, seven, eight. So a few less, but so much more goal upside. So that's why we have to allocate our salary to those type of players, to the high upside players on the teams where we're expecting goals. Because goals ultimately, while floor is fantastic and floor is what I preach and I play my soccer DFS by, you also have to realize when goals are going to occur, how you're going to get access or at least have the ability to be a part of those. So I think that all those attackers are so important. And where your money needs to be allocated to have a chance on this slate. All right, Nico Pepe, I think I kind of already did it there, but showed even with Martin Odegaard on and Saka on that he was gonna be taking set pieces. He arguably may be on PKs. Um, we've seen it before, maybe it's Obama Yang. I, I don't know if I, I definitively can say I feel comfortable with either one, but 8,700, Burnley, you know, we know no gives up a ton of crosses. So I think it's viable. But I did just give you my rant on why not. And another big reason that I don't think I'll be playing Nikos Pepe is because I think Nick Pope, from a goalkeeper perspective, we get a few slates a year when there's like an obvious shot goalie. And this is going to be one of those slates. The build is just going to push you all of your money up top for your fours and your midfields or these elite defenders, right? Those elite Liverpool defenders. And you're going to go, where am I going to spend down? Probably on goalie. Burnley, we know, is a good home team. Nick Pope is an elite shot stopper. And Arsenal just hasn't shown much. Even versus Norwich, they struggle to score. So I don't think Arsenal is a team that we're too, too worried about. Last thing I'll just say, with City and Liverpool playing, there's likely to be rotation. You know, I've mentioned the name Alex Oxley-Chamberlain a couple times at 3,800 if he starts in the front three, or even in the midfield three, I think it's tough to avoid. You got a guy like Jordan Henderson. For City, you've got like Rodri. Um, if you see any of those teams pop up with values, even if it's like a value center back at like 3,000 or 2,800 or something like that, I think you need to think long and hard, even though they might not be the ideal play. Just with them being such big favorites, just having access to that team is going to make a ton of sense. All right. I hope that that helped. I hope that that made sense. If it did not, send, send comments. I'll do my best to check them and respond. You can also find me at GatorGuy231 on Twitter. Just tag me, be happy to answer any questions that you have on the video, on the takes, all that good stuff. Thank you all once again for watching. Make sure again, find me at FSI DFS um, at GatorGuy231 on Twitter, and make sure that you're rewarding Pat and his team for all the amazing work here on O Media Network with a like, subscribe and comment. Once again, it really does help. Thank you all so much. Have a great game week. With that, I'll say, see ya.